Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFOs and fascists. That's correct, UFOs and fascists. Specifically, we're thinking of a fascist back in about 1933 by the name of Mussolini. Pretty interesting article I found on theblackvault.com. Of course, they come up with so much good stuff there. But before I get into that, let's just take a look at the definition of fascist. And this would be from ahdictionary.com. And it says, often fascism, a system of government marked by centralization of authority under a dictator, a capitalist economy subjected to stringent governmental controls, violent suppression of the opposition, and typically a policy of belligerent nationalism and racism. It goes on to say, a political philosophy or movement based on not advocating such a system of government, oppressive, dictatorial, oh, excuse me, a political philosophy or movement based on or advocating such a system of government, and secondly, oppressive or dictatorial control. Now, to say that the system's capitalistic is a little bit of a stretch, but the fact is, uh, what you have in a, what you had in a Mussolini, the classic, um, the classic case of fascism, is a situation where you had a dictator and a a party under Mussolini who who had assumed uh, control of the country. And they kind of, more or less, I guess, had assumed the moral authority too, even of the church. So they had this, they had they had this tenuous control over the people. Of course, they had all the guns. People weren't able to defend themselves, but they needed uh, they needed help. So they colluded with the people who controlled the industry. Not necessarily the people who had invented all the cool stuff, but the people that were in control of the factories that produced all the stuff that all of these oppressed people needed. They colluded with those folks to, so that they together could control not only uh, the day-to-day uh, living conditions of what people had to do as far as law enforcement or uh, keeping freedom of speech or all the other freedoms suppressed, but by cooperating and colluding with the uh, titans of industry... They could also free somebody out. I mean, if you didn't tow the line for Mussolini, you weren't going to be getting groceries at the store. And this is the sort of stuff that we see in, say, China today or Venezuela. These places claim to be socialist or communist, but actually, they're fascist. Because what you have is you have you have a political power structure, and it co-ops a system of capitalism. It's not true capitalism because there's not real competition. What it does is. It just allows hand-picked people to be in control of certain segments of the industry. And they pose as capitalists. But because they're allowed to bring their expertise there, and they are allowed to profit you know, individually, this small group, they go ahead and run the economy for this terroristic, fascist government. It's all about control. And you see this sort of thing happen even in our own country, where there's this struggle between people that want to collectivize everything and control everything. It's a, this it's this age-old struggle between the need to be free and another person's need to control that free person. 
can only imagine what would happen if someone like Mussolini would have actually gotten a hold of a UFO. I mean, this would have been really, really bad news. Now, I found an article before the Black Ball article. This story, I guess, has been around for a little bit. But I wanted to get a couple of perspectives on it here, if we could. I have the links here um, over at uh, UFO Warning at Twitter. Of course, you can get there by going directly to the site, UFO Warning, or you can just uh, look it up at Warning Sub UFO. And while you're there, go ahead and do a follow if you want. Now, we have two articles I want to look at. I want to look at the Black Vault, and I, but briefly, I want to look at this in here from webtiscall.it. And this is from Clearback, I think, in 2000. And it says the the, Musil, the Mussolini UFO files, and then it says based and updated from Antonio Houston's article first published in Fate September 2007. It says uh, Robert Pinotti, Italy's leading UFO author and director of CUN or National Ufological Center, now the world's largest civilian UFO research organization, and Alfredo. Lasani, another CUN researcher, CUN, and writer, gave a lecture during the annual International UFO Symposium in San Martino on the sensational discovery of the alleged X-Files going back to the 1930s when Italy was ruled by the fascist regime of Benito Mussolini. And then it says, it, can, it says copies of 18 secret documents from the fascist era, handwritten notes and telegrams, as well as a forensic report authenticating one of the papers with a drawing of the UFO were released by CUN to the Italian media last April 2nd. It received considerable coverage in Italy, including the national TV network, RAI Uno, and leading newspapers like Tu Resto del Carlino, and La Nation Le Publica. Another, although these articles were posted in Italian on the web, the Mussolini UFO community, so this is the first time the full story is told in any detail in Italy. And then it says, with uh, its anonymous postings and references to mysterious super-secret cabinet uh, RS-33, supposedly in the charge of collecting, investigating, and suppressing UFO data, this story has many similarities to the MJ-12 saga, as Lissoni points out in the articles, but there are significant differences. The main one is the Italian documents received anonymously in the mail by Pinotti, started in 1996, were original and not photocopies, were undeveloped film, it was as was in the various MJ-12 drops of Shandon. Berliner and the Tim Cooper in 2000 Anonymous Meister X sent more material addressed directly to Mr. Lassoni, but in the mail by Pinotti. The difference between an original and a copy is pivotal since it allows forensic analysis of the paper, typewriter, ink, age, process, and so on. So this tells us, uh, right off the bat, it would seem as though there's a lot more legitimacy here. I mean, you have an anonymous source, just like you've had in a lot of these UFO cases, where Somebody uh, claims to be giving uh, copies of UFO of UFO uh, investigative papers to a UFO investigator, but you know copies are one thing. But when they send you the original, that's quite different because now you have the actual paper 
and there's ways to test that stuff to see if it's if it's age appropriate. They can test the typewriter fonts on it to see if it matches up. So it's kind of a big deal. It says uh, it all began in early 1996 when Roberto Pinotti received a handful of handwritten notes on stationery bearing the seal of the kingdom's senate. Mussolini ruled Italy with an iron grip, nominally un- under the under the, under the name King. The next was with it. The year is 1936, and the secret agent uses simply a first name, Andrea, or Andrew in Italian, and also includes a sketch of a mysterious airship. Now, it goes on here a little bit, but I want to get to the uh, actual article from uh, the Black Vault next, but you can go to the Twitter account, and you can download the link, and they've got some really cool uh, uh, pictures here, and they go on and talk a little bit about, you know, uh, what was going on back then in World War II, uh, how you, really what a terrible situation was happening. And then, you know, in that context, we have this uh, apparently uh, UFO encounter going on, UFO crashes even possibly. Now, it says here on the Black Vault, uh, Steve Greenwald's article, excuse me, John Greenwald's article, it says, The UFO Files of Mussolini, Fascist UFO Files by Robert and then it says, the following is reproduced with permission from the book UFO Contacts in Italy, Volume 2, by Robert Pinotti. And you can go there, of course, at the Black Vault and take a look at this yourself. It says, the following information is taken from my new book, UFO Contacts in Italy, Volume 2, which has just been published by Philip Mantle's publishing company, Flying Disc Press. It is the first time that this information has been made available in English. So... What I was reading to you before was basically somebody had translated that from from Italian. This is one of these stories that's been around a long time, and since 1996. Well, you know, in the mainstream UFO circles, but it's just now it seems like it's it's kind of bubbling to the surface. You know, for so long uh, we were focused on UFO uh, contact or UF, UFO uh, communication that was going on between the Nazis at that time. But it looks like the same thing was happening in Italy, not just in Germany. It says, In 2000, during the annual World UFO Symposium in San Marino, my colleague Alfredo Lissoni and I gave a lecture, okay, this is what we were just talking about, on the sensational discovery of some new original material which has been sent to us anonymously on a number of occasions regarding the existence of the so-called fascist UFO files. This material dealt with a purported flying saucer that had either crashed or landed near Magnetia in Lombardy in Italy on April 11, 1933. And I think that's north-central Italy, actually. Uh, It says, some 14 years before the famous Roswell, New Mexico UFO crash, this event involved a subsequent investigation by an obscure wartime intelligence unit called Gabinito RS-33, or RS-33 Cabinet. RS is an acronym for... Wireshare Speciality, or Spatial Researchers, and 33 means 1933. This group had been authorized by Benito Mussolini to study the problem. Later, the craft, the crashed UFO was stored in hangars of the SIA, of the SIAI Marchetti in Varigati. Mussolini thought that this unconventional flying vehicle was a French, British, or German secret weapon, but apparently... Gugliani Marconi believed it was extraterrestrial in nature. The RS-33 cabinet, according to the mysterious sender of the material who wrote to us, saying he was a relative of one of its members who had investigated this. Apparently, between 1933 and 1940, 
there were many different Italian UFO sightings. In one instance, an Italian fighter plane intercepted a UFO between Ravenna and Rome, and in August 1936, there was a multiple UFO sighting, a flying cigar, and two Saturn-shaped UFOs over Mestre and Venus. Well, this is something that always seems to happen with these UFO sightings. We talk about it again and again here, whether it's uh, something like COVID-19, whether it's a famine, whether it's uh, some sort of uh, uh, war going on, wherever there's, wherever there's a lot of suffering or a lot of, or a lot of human psychic tension, there seems to be an explosion of these UFOs. We've also talked a lot about um, Foo Fighters, and you can go back and see some of the podcast on that where American fighters uh, actually saw these things that they theorized might be some type of secret weapon from the Nazis, and they basically were these uh, glowing orbs that did all kinds of things that, you know, even ball lightning wouldn't do. They mentioned here the cigar-shaped UFO or the Saturn-shaped UFO, so they were getting a lot of different kinds of UFOs, and they were right there in the middle of these battle zones. That's the strange thing. One thing we could certainly be happy for, and that was the fact that uh, Mussolini was not intelligent enough to have somebody attempt to back-engineer these things, or at least it doesn't appear that way. It says, indeed, in Italy, there were many UFO sightings between 1933 and 1940, so little wonder a secret commission was established to study them. According to the fascist UFO files we received, it was founded by Mussolini along with fascist ministers Italio Balbo and Galizio Siano, and it was headed by Gugliani Marconi. The first UFO case was in 1931 near Venice. The second is above-mentioned case when on June 13, 1933, a landed UFO was recovered. We have three telegrams, there are four, concerning the recovery of this UFO, and a protocol was sent to the prefect intended for the Italian Secret Service and the newspapers in order to cover up this news. It all began in early 1996 when I received a handful of handwritten notes on stationery bearing the seal of the Kingdom's Senate in the mail. The year mentioned in the material was 1936, and in the handwritten document first sent to a certain however, by a secret agent using the first name Andrea, there was a sketch of a mysterious airship. Of course, this is 1933. This is almost well, six years before the war really got started and about, what, uh, nine years before the U.S. got involved. You can imagine if the uh, fascist government of Italy had been able to somehow um, exploit some of the stuff that was in or on that UFO. I mean, UF, uh, World War II could have been quite a different matter. It says, quote, It was observed in the morning, he writes, it was a metallic disc, Polished and reflecting light with a length of 10 or 12 meters. Okay, so you're talking, what, 30, 40 feet? Two fighter aircraft from a nearby Air Force base. Now, remember, this is 1933, so those aircraft aren't going to look anything like the aircraft today. Two fighter aircraft from a nearby Air Force base took off, but were not able to reach it, even traveling at 130 kilometers per hour. So that'd be about, what, 110 mile an hour? And didn't emit any sound which would lead one to consider an aerostat. That's a balloon. But nobody knows of balloons that can fly faster than the wind. I know for sure that it was seen by other pilots. The report arrived in the hands of Siano, that's Mussolini's son-in-law, 
and Italy's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Then it says, Then after approximately an hour, and after flying over Mestra, it was seen as a sort of metallic tube, gray or slate in color. So do you see what's happening here? It's changing shapes. First, it's this 40-foot round uh, saucer. Now it's become a tube. So these things are a little more complicated than your average flying machine. Just keep that in mind. It says, a drawing by a confidential informant was redrawn by Andrea, who as far as two, who as far as the two A and B drawings are concerned, explained that A was described as being like a kind of aerial torpedo with very clear windows and with alternating white and red lights. B were two hats, hats like those used by priests. They were wide, round, with a dome in the center, metallic, and followed the torpedo without changing their positions. This is quite strange. Now, at first, when I first read this, it looked like this was a single UFO, which had changed its shape, but the way they describe it here is it's two separate UFOs. So first they describe seeing a saucer, now they're describing seeing a cigar shape or a torpedo shaped, followed by uh, one of these, oh, I'm sure you've probably seen pictures, they look like they look like two plates or two hats, you know, held together. Kind of a saucer shaped. It goes on, it says, um, two hats like those used by priests, they were wide, round with a dome in the center, metallic, and followed the and followed the torpedo without changing their relative positions. So, in this situation, we have two UFOs spotted at the same time, two individual UFOs, very different appearance. The document mentions that the prefecture has opened an inquiry, but you can imagine that it will take, that it will make little inroads and have a similar outcome to that of 1931. The Duce, the Duke, I suppose to mean Duque, Duce, has expressed his worries because he says that if it was an English or French aircraft, his foreign policy would have to start all over again, although Andrea's report is only one of several received by Lissoni and I since 1996. Its contents are sensational since it describes a classic flying saucer. In 1936, with the aircraft alerted and multiple witnesses, it also reveals that Mussolini and Siani's Italy's number one and two leaders at the time were kept informed of the situation. Well, much like today, well, I guess the difference being that in the fascistic government, uh, the people that are nominally ahead of the government are told things. And it seems like in uh, a democratic republic uh, like the United States, the elected officials are pretty much just kept on the outside looking in. In either case, the deep state controls the information. We can see that. And it seems as though um, this, this uh, fascistic fascism, or you want to call it, form of government, is ideally suited to hide secrets about UFOs. And finally, CUN member Dr. Christina Venucci managed to secure the testimony of an aging relative Faustino, who unfortunately died shortly afterwards, but who confirmed that he had been present and had seen the incredible thing fly over Mestra and Venus. It's pretty cool. So they actually went back and found somebody who had been a, who had been a witness to this thing. That's amazing. That'd be like finding somebody who'd been a witness to the, to the uh, spacecraft before it crashed at Roswell. Indeed, other caches of documents sent by the anonymous Mr. X, as we decided to call him, were received by CUN before the daily newspaper. 
El Resto del Carlino of Bologna, whose skeptical journalist did not publish them, and by the contactee-oriented magazine UFO La Vista Extraterrestre, mentioned in Cabinet RS-33. This magazine was charged with both investigating and covering up what documents call Vela Voliva Non Consensualina VNCs as an acronym for the uncon- Unconventional Flying Vehicles. Wow, did you get that? This magazine was charged with both investigating and covering up unconventional flying vehicles. And that's something to keep in mind. I mean, how do we know who's controlled opposition and who's not? You know, you really got to follow your gut on some of this stuff. Sometimes we read things in the paper, or maybe for some of the more mainline sources, and you really wonder, wow, is this is this true? It looks like this whole thing of uh, working this UFO thing from all angles has been going on for a while. You've got the deep state controlling the information. You've got the politicians trying to somehow get over on everybody else by, you know, getting an advantage with it. And then you have people that are actually allegedly, who are, were allegedly... Uh, Commission with investing investigating this stuff ended up just covering it up. Unfortunately, an originally thirty page dossier about the VNC that's again unconventional flying vehicles, the one that had been sent to the newspaper Il Resto del Carlino of Bologna was lost, while the first batch of photocopied material sent to UFO La Vista Extraterrestre did not have the result Mr. X had desired. Yeah, how often do we hear about this happening? Somebody reports a UFO sighting or encounter, even abduction, and it does not have the desired effect. That frequently is the case. This magazine entrusted their inquiry to Naples, to the Naples ufologist Umberto Tellerico, who was skeptic about the case. The material got published, but they considered it a fake. Well, you know, if you go into something with a closed mind, you're probably going to come up with answers that you're looking for. Evidently greatly disappointed and weary on September 10th, 1999, Mr. X sent a letter of protest, always of course anonymously repeating what we have just said about RS-33 cabinet and supplying the names of some of his members. A certain shadowy Dr. Ruggiero Constantino Cavazzanani and also Professor Severi, Professor Batazzi, Professor Giordano, and Professor Croco, all real people. Enclosed was a newspaper clipping about a French Air Force pilot who vanished in Italy. Pilot who, as we discovered later, had had the misfortune to film a UFO and then spoke to the Italians about it. Yeah, that probably was not a very good choice. You know, this is the sort of thing we see in governments that prize secrecy above all else. I mean... If you're in certain positions, uh, I suppose if you're going to come out about this stuff, I would just do it publicly. I mean, why put a target on your back? It says it goes on. It says um, Cabinet RS33 had links with the fascist secret police. That's O V R A, and with Agenzia Stefani, the regime's news organization in charge of disseminating fascist information and propaganda. As far as the 1933 case, the fascist UFO files included proprietary and most confidential telegram from the telegraphic office in Milan. The sender was Ingenzia Stefani, Milano explained. 
what looks like what happened was clear back in 1931, these people got their guys on the inside in charge of all of this UFO data information. Kind of what we see going on in this country. And these bureaucrats, well, bureaucrats beget bureaucrats. And they just have kids and grandkids and great-grandkids, and they just use those revolving doors intergenerationally. Look what happened in Germany when you you have uh, Hitler, who claimed to be a, a socialist, but look what he was doing. I mean, he, he used the people that were in charge of the means of production to produce the very nerve gas that he used to kill, what, six million Jews and other folks he didn't like? To rain terror down on his own people. Here we go with Italy. I mean, you have a dictatorial power that's colluding with um, the people that operate the factories and, you know, the businesses, the top leaders of industry, the means of production. They're colluding together to enslave the people and to keep uh, any information about UFOs, which would quite possibly be very liberating from the people. Now you fast forward 100 years or 90 years and look where we're at today. Even in this country, now this I don't believe is a fascist country because people can still start their own businesses. We still have quite a bit of freedom in spite of that stupid lockdown we just went through. But they're trying. You have maybe not a single person, and this is why to call Trump a dictator to me is just idiotic. I mean, the, the there's a party in this country that wants to control people, make you wear a mask for the next three months for crying out loud. And they would love to partner with the people who are in charge of means of production and put on more regulations, more control, to the point where they control you from the time you get up to the time you go to bed. And those kind of people are not going to share potentially very liberating information, data, evidence, whatever, about UFOs. It's a culture of secrecy that we can just... Even in modern times, we can look at articles like these with names, dates, and places, and we can track the deep state. Now, whether that deep state is called fascism or democracy or communism, it doesn't really matter. It's a secretive group of, group of people that run bureaucracy of the country. And they trade back and forth between the means of politicalization, the political control, they work there a while, then they go over to the private industry and work there in the means of production. These are the two strings that control the puppet, one on each arm. You have the means of production. That's the people that make all your stuff and provide all your services. And then you have the people that control your political life. And what does that mean? Well, those people are supposed to be there to guarantee your constitutional, God-given rights, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom to go to whatever church you want to go to. But recently, they've become a lot more about controlling what you do, whether you wear a mask when you leave your house, whether you're driving three miles over the speed limit, whether you go to a beach without permission. It's all that control over your body. And when you get those two mechanisms of control, when they're working together in tandem, you can forget about any in-depth, honest look at the UFO phenomena. It's not going to happen. If there is anything to be known about UFOs, this mechanism 
hear what we call fascism, but it doesn't have to be fascism. Fascism doesn't need the president. Fascism works just fine when it's the deep state along with your captains of industry working together. In 1931, those captains of industry, they needed Mussolini because he was the one that had to enforce the rules. He had the police with the guns and He's the one that had to start the wars to hopefully make them all rich. They needed him because he was still making decisions and they were helping him. It's different today. The deep state has taken on its own life. And people work in those departments that cannot be fired. We've seen that. Trump couldn't fire Fauci on a bet. So you have these deep state players that have been working in these organizations in and out for 30, 40 years. And they've got to the point where they're using this revolving door so much between themselves and the captains of industry, moving from government into what's called the private sector back into government again, that they become almost indistinguishable. And this is a thing far worse than fascism, because, you know, when Mussolini ran out of time, the people, the people inflicted their own justice, let's say. But who are people going to inflict justice upon today? Because the deep state controllers are mostly invisible. And they're so powerful at this point that anybody would be pretty much a fool to try to lift a hand against them. It's going to take a long time to solve this problem. It's going to take a lot of honest politicians. But that's the point where we're at. We're at a point where, in 1931, two very powerful entities spread all across the economy, all across the political scene, work together to hide and conceal information about UFOs. And we still don't know what's happened with all this stuff. We've got some pictures of them. We have some eyewitness accounts that people saw UFOs. But can you name one benefit that came from those UFOs that that, that deep state in Italy knew about? If there was one derived, it hasn't been shared with us. And can you see the same kind of thing happen today? where all this information is being tracked and traced and buried inside a vault somewhere. Once in a while, the black vault gets a hold of a paper here and there. We get a little glimpse. But what's really happening? Are, is things really that much different today than they were in Italy in 1931? I would say it's much more sophisticated today. We have revolving doors between Defense Department and Defense Department companies where they can shift projects in and out and we'll never know about it. Where they can put things away where they'll never be accessible through a Pfizer request. They've eliminated the need to cooperate in any way to, to even compromise with the head of state. It's to the point where they've cut Trump out of the picture. You, we know what happened with Jimmy Carter. He was told... You're on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know. That's effectively what's been alleged, and I believe it. Looks like uh, Obama didn't even go there. I mean, I think he was afraid to, probably for good reason. And Clinton, you know, I mean, he, he bumbled through a few answers, but it's pretty clear that he knew something's going on, and he was told to sit down and shut up. There's no way they were going to trust that guy with any kind of UFO. The, probably the last president that really knew what was happening was... Uh, Bush one, Herbert Walker. So you can see how this whole control of UFO information has transitioned over the last 70 or 80 years. It's gotten much more consolidated, 
much more sophisticated. But the results are the same. However, I would I would speculate that the guys in the basement at the DOD are doing a much better job at back engineering and re-engineering this stuff than Mussolini could have ever dreamed of. That's what I would speculate. We'll close up here quickly. It says, uh, all things went sour for Italy during the war. All of the files from the RS-33 cabinet were supposedly shipped to Nazi Germany. As Lissoni points out, rumors of Nazi discs have plagued the UFO literature for decades. And one Italian scientist, Giuseppe Beluzzo, is always mentioned in conjunction with the Germans, Meith, Schreiber, and Habermol. Much nonsense has been written about the so-called Nazi flying saucers, some of it unabashed neo-Nazi propaganda. Yet undoubtedly, there is at least some truth to the matter. The names of Meith et al. are confirmed by FBI and other U.S.-German documents. It is also possible that the German V-7, a revolutionary Descoiler aircraft whose existence as a prototype was confirmed by Hermann F. Orberth, was initially developed after Italian research by VNC. Then says the technician from Mussolini's Italian Social Republic in 1945 and 1945 in the Garda Lake area found and gave us 17 original documents from her father, including detailed drawings of the outer parts of the design of an Italian disc-shaped disc comet showing an unknown and never produced Italian discoil aircraft he had designed in the last four months of World War II. Besides since the end of the thirties a flying disc to be sent besides since the end of the thirties a German aircraft designer named Nordung had been attempting to build a solar flying disc to be sent out into space, subsequently renamed a flying wheel. So it is no wonder that the Italian fascists finding themselves confronted with a UFO should have opted for the explanation that it was a secret weapon. I think it kind of goes to show that even in the middle of this terrible war where these guys were facing imminent defeat, they fell back on that old human trait of a normalcy bias. They saw a UFO. They just discount seeing the torpedo-shaped UFO, and they discount all the strange things this UFO did. And they discount the reported crash of a UFO. Whatever happened to that stuff, we don't know. So they take all the evidence that can't be disputed, really, and they compartmentalize that off into a little compartment. They lock it up and throw away the key. And then they take the disc-shaped UFO they did see, and they say, well, it had to be the Germans. Well, this is the sort of thing that's been going on for almost 100 years now, and it's very interesting to go back and look at these articles and see the same type of secrecy, the same type of deceit, and the same type of of just denial by even place, people in high places and how this UFO affects uh, people in such a, a negative way uh, so many times. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.